Just a quick note before we get started, this will be part one of two. We will release part two in the near future, so please make sure that you keep an eye out for part two. The Cost of Goods Told podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is committed to providing you with the best quality meat delivered right to your door. Offering certified Angus beef, grass-fed beef, Wagyu, and many more premium options, nobody beats Duke's Meats. Make sure to check out all that Duke has to offer at dukespremiummeats.com. Chriswell Culinary aims to create a new standard of unique, affordable hot sauces that satisfies the more developed cravings of today. Bernie Brand Texas-style hot sauce is a boldly layered sauce with density and personality to proudly represent Texas. Go to berniebrand.com to find a retailer near you. That's Bernie, B-O-E-R-N-E, brand.com. Zero Point Organics grows and supplies microgreens for over 30 major restaurants in the Houston area. Consistently perfect quality in flavor and appearance, their microgreens will be the best you or your customers have ever had every single time. Go to zero, Z-E-R-O, dash pointorganics.com. Welcome to the Cost of Goods Told Podcast. I am Darren Lafferty, joined as usual with chef extraordinaire Connor. Uh, And we are joined this week by some special guests as usual as well, and that is Misty and Russell Ragel. Welcome to the Cost of Goods Told Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you for for letting us invade your after hour space. Um, He's on hour 13 now. He's on hour 13. Yeah, 6.30. Yeah, there you go. We know you're almost done with us, (laughs) which which means... I said hi, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for giving us time. We really do appreciate it. We know it's hectic. Barbecue business is hectic and long hours, so thank you so much. Um, You know, let's just jump right into getting to know you, the two of you better, right? Husband and wife team, running the joint been married over 20 years uh 10 of those have been very happy years i'm assuming about six <laughs> <laughs> we just found those stride about what, five years ago <laughs> that was a little bit more than that yeah maybe it, it, when we got to the age where it's like nobody's gonna put up with your shit nobody's <laughs> gonna put up with my shit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well y'all make a dynamic couple and uh and you're doing something really well in the barbecue community missy let's start with you let's talk a little about i mean where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So I am from White Oak, which is a um, a town outside of Longview. Okay. And I graduated uh, White Oak High School of 1997. Cool. Yeah. And Russell? I grew up down the road from her in a little town called Kilgore. Wow. Uh, you know, it's what, 20, 20 miles door to door from my yeah. house to hers. And so I'm assuming you guys met in, in that proximity somehow. Yeah, we had a uh, mutual friends that, that had one of the bodacious restaurants up there. And I had been working there since I was about 15, on and off doing catering, just helping them out, making a little extra money. And um, I guess you did the same thing yeah, after a while. Yeah, parents. Yeah, friends. your parents. <laughs> your parents, friends. And then... Uh, and uh, we, I, I don't know how we really crossed paths. We have a we have a picture of Russell right before you went into the Air Force, right? We were all out at Something Lake Caddo like eating catfish. And I'm on one end and he's on one end and you're holding my toddler brother. 
<laughs> and I'm going into the sixth grade, and he's going into the Air Force. All righty then. Get him young, train him. <laughs> I knew something good would come out of that. So we, uh, he was still in the Air Force when we when we started dating. In yeah, you uh, were, May of '95. It was yep. the end of my sophomore year of high school. It just a, you know, just something that happened. Well, th- number one, thank you for your service in the Air Force. What, how long were you there? How long were you in the Air I Force? I was active duty for a little over five years. Okay. Um, let, yeah, a little over five and a half years, I guess. And then uh, I did the reserves for, what, another six or seven years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Misty was a military wife for a little while. Okay. You know, oh, well. uh, did that, and we I was still in when we moved down here to take this place. You were. And at that point, I was like, look, I can't do this anymore because the unit I was with, we could have left at any minute. Right. And uh, so I was like, I got to get out. And then and 9-11 then happened. 9/11 happened. Oh. And uh, that was three months after we moved down here, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, God, you know. So I start making phone calls just to see what's happening. And I finally got out in January or February of the next year. They let me out. Uh, no, it was like April. They was had to stop like, on him. Yeah, they really? were like, oh, look, yeah. you don't have to report, but you're not getting out. Ooh. So they kept you kind of captive in case they yeah. needed you. We, right. sat, we sat right there and watched. We were watching the news mall that was happening. And we hashed out a plan. So y'all, you, you remember exactly where you were. You were sitting in this well, restaurant. The, when, the yeah. fir- when the first thing, uh, first thing that morning, I was still at our apartment. Yeah, yeah. Whenever right. the, the uh-huh. first plane hit. Yeah. And then uh, probably, I guess, probably when the second one hit. I, I don't remember if really, but I remember us sitting down going, okay, shit hit the fan. Yeah. Here we go. Right. You know, I'm, I'm about to have to put the uniform back on. And we got to go. But that didn't happen, thank God. Yeah. And uh, we kept on doing this. So before you came to Houston, you came back from the Air Force to Longview, mm-hmm. right? Now, obviously, you guys met and your paths crossed again. Yeah. And, but you worked at Bodacious while you were back home. Was that after the Air Force? Yeah, after. Well, while I was still active duty, Okay. All right. I would come home on weekends because the government doesn't pay well. I don't know. <laughs> what? If y'all have ever said Shocker. That no. Before, but, uh, <laughs> I would come home on weekends and work at Bodacious in Lakeport. Okay. And work there Saturday and Sunday. Basically, at that point, I was just making beer money. Okay. And uh, <laughs> then in August of 95, I got out and uh, started, started there in Lakeport full-time. Stayed there a couple months, and a guy... Came around, uh, was like, man, we got a, a job, you know, for you. And it, it was doing industrial insulation. I thought I was fixing to make a little extra money, you know. <laughs> and uh, they were going to work with my reserve schedule because my first weekend in the reserves was the day after I officially got off active duty. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> got off active duty on Friday, <laughs> put the uniform on Saturday morning, right. the reserve duty. Um, Man, I lasted like what two and a half, three months at that. That was yeah. And he, it was he about was like, October, and I had started school. Yeah, at that point did. in September, yeah. I had started college, and because uh, you would go to school during the day and you worked three, three to, to 11, eleven the second shift. Yeah, hmm. and yo did that and finally quit that and was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it damn sure is not going to be in <laughs> <laughs> Well, you must have caught a bug for barbecue. 
No, I not mean, really. No? Honestly, I didn't. I just needed a job. I okay. Think it, well, uh, it was something you were already... I had well, already, already done, and he just went back I already to okay. halfway knew how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I had went back to the place that I originally worked at, and they were full. So I went to another place in town. It was the Bodacious on 6th Street. And I, um, I was like, hey, I, I need a job. So they gave me a job. She was like, well, can you can you cut? I'm like, yeah, I'm not the best at it. And she was like, well, can you cook? And I'm like, no, not really. Because <laughs> uh, I had never, never had to cook before. I didn't get there that early. Yeah. Gary, Gary Adams always, he always cooked. Yeah, right? Gary cooked. Gary, and Gary so the- uh, I worked there for five and a half years and learned, you know, how to cook. Yeah. And, um, how to cook the not, Yeah, right? how, to, how to cook that way. Not, not what we're doing now. Right, right. Um, got kind of crossways with the owner there and left there one day and started at the Bodacious on Highway 42 in Kilgore the next day. Okay. And, um, you know, I quit, got fired all in about a period of about 15 <laughs> seconds, you know, <laughs> how that, that deal goes. Uh, went there at Bodacious on 42, um, stayed there a, right about a month, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was July 4th weekend. We were sitting out on the lake drinking beer and this place had, had become available <laughs> and they were like well they're thinking about calling y'all because i i wanted my own restaurant by that time right uh didn't still didn't care about barbecue really didn't you just wanted uh, a restaurant just thought i was going to make some money i was going to get paid because i had saw what my friend had <laughs> i didn't realize it took him 30 years to get that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i didn't wait for them to call me on this i called them monday morning and that was, let's see, July 4th was on, what, like a Saturday? Yeah. No, Sunday. it was before July 4th because we came back for July 4th. Was it? It was like. No, we were still before. living there. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, whatever that following Monday, I called Joe Duncan up that owns Baker's Ribs. Mm-hmm. And we, I was like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> he told we're interested. The, yeah, but he told us the price of the store and yeah, we were, we're like, well, we don't have I that. was, what, 20, <laughs> 28 years old. No. Was I tw- no? I was twenty eight at the time because we had uh, Drake. Yeah. And, oh yeah, uh, I guess you were. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen." So he told me, he said, "Look, that store's not doing me or you any good. Closed. How about you come down and work for me? When you get the money to buy the inventory in there and get all the bills switched over, we'll finance you the rest." Huh. So I tell Missy, "Hey, you know, you want to move to Houston?" Because and I knew he really wanted this. Yeah. He was like. I really want this. So and you I was like, yeah, there's nothing. She had just quit her job. You were supposed to start working just, at Jack of Diamonds on yeah, Monday. Yeah, on Monday. And so I called them on Monday and said, you know, thank you for the opportunity. But we're moving to Houston. Going to buy a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we moved down here. That was three weeks after Before. Tropical Storm oh. Allison yeah. came through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the city had been flooded. Apartments were full. We had a 13-month-old. Couldn't find anywhere to live, so we lived with her uncle and aunt down in Deer Park. Okay. He drove and that's from a haul. Deer Park. Wow. Yeah. To Deer here Park to here for, every day for thirty days. It was about that was about six weeks. Yeah, about six weeks. Were you working the pits at that point, or yeah? Okay. Yeah. I was doing everything. Oh, at okay. That point. He was uh, open to close for about six weeks. Oh wow. Yeah. We we uh, <laughs> when we first came in, we spent ten days cleaning this place before we opened it. Gotcha. And fixing a few things, uh, but I would drive 
you know, 225 to 610 yeah. to here every morning. And I would do it at about <clears> 5 o'clock in the morning. And it, it would take, it was 33 or 35 miles, I don't remember, but it'd take about 45 minutes. And I would drive back that way every night. And I knew how late we were getting out of the store by if I saw the grand finale of the fireworks at Astroworld. <laughs> but I would see the fireworks every single night I would drive by there. And if I caught the grand finale, we were running a little yeah. bit late. <laughs> that's, a bla- that's a blast from the past. Yeah. I was going to say. Astroworld. I grew up at Astroworld. Yeah, and Waterworld. Was it Waterworld? There was Waterworld yeah, right next yeah. to it, too. Yeah. So we uh, did that for six weeks. Then we moved, moved into an uh, apartment down at Derry Ashford. Yeah, right inside Derry Ashford. Mm-hmm. Now, so. now, was that <laughs> like so? You're in Longview. You're like, oh, fuck it. I need my own place. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Houston. I'll get my own place. But you got here and for ten days and cleaned. Is that what you had imagined it was gonna be? You know, I didn't know. I, um, I just knew that we had an opportunity to do something, yeah. and we were part of the franchise. So it wasn't like I was having to come up with that. The, the menu was there. The, the pricing was there. Was their I mean, way was their set. Way. We, yeah. Here's how you do it. Their way. I got right. you. Yeah. And so by then, I, I knew what I was doing halfway. At least I thought I did at yeah. the but, time. But Joe Duncan worked for Bodacious. So it's a, I guess, Baker's Ribs is kind of a... Kind of like a spin-off. Spin-off, off, yeah. Spin-off, yeah. but they added, they expanded the concept. Okay. I've got, so, but when you tell that story, to me, it sounds like you, 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 you had some security being in a franchise. You had some support. I mean, it's not like franchises now, right? No, we where didn't they have send any you support. marketing. Where they send you no, marketing we, materials. We got, we, we got nothing except, hey, we need your royalty. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, that's the way it was. They, yeah. But we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for them. Sure. They financed Sure, us. sure. But as far as fine, as far as any kind of support, no, we didn't get any. Okay, there was right. no like uh, standard operating procedures. Well, yeah, there kind of was. Kind it of was, was basically <laughs> after we got rolling, Joe would come down here about once a year, stay about five minutes, eat a few things, gripe for a few minutes, and then go. I'm heading back to Dallas. <laughs> That's not a bad visit once a year. No, right? no, but I mean, he he knew that that we bought it. I mean, they're 250 miles away. Yeah, it's not that. You know what we were doing down here was not going to affect them. Sure, right. Sure, and vice sure. versa. There was a lot of people that didn't even know that Dallas had Baker's Ribs up there, and I'm sure there were people in Dallas that didn't know that we yeah. existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we uh, we came in here. We didn't buy it right off the bat. It took us 13 months to save the money. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we had to borrow really steel whatever we had. To I was going to say that's, that's pretty we aggressive. Had a plan where like we wanted to take over ownership. January 2003, start a new year. That's, that's pretty aggressive, uh, yeah. right? So, yeah, January 1st, 2003, we we bought it and uh, did that until December of 2014. Did he finance or did you go out and get traditional financing? No, he from financed. Okay, financed. so you took him up on his offer. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay we, good. Shit, we wouldn't have been able to get old. into this without that. <laughs> no, there was no way. If I'd have walked into a bank, they'd have been like, no. <laughs> but what Not we got into, got into it for was crazy, like peanuts. Cheap. No, it was $11,000. Yeah. Yeah, that is. It was wow. eleven thousand dollars. That's what is we how had much to money up. we had to come up with to get the doors open in this for it to be. Holy ours. crap! Eleven grand. Wow. To start and, a business, as you say. And then uh, we now they charged us two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with six percent interest. Right. On that, 
and 2% royalty on top of that. Okay. So, yeah, they made plenty of money. Of course, of course. But the store was, was yeah. it's not like we, yeah. we yeah. had to you know, come up with that beforehand. Sure. Right. The store worked its way through that. And, yeah, there were a lot of hard times. We, we barely made it most of the time. I there were you, a lot of times we didn't we didn't take a paycheck and no, there was no look you times. should rephrase that and say there were a few times where we were able to take a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well I think that was that was probably so when I did when I did the video with you, mm-hmm. um, I think you being open and honest about that was something that I think resonated with a lot of people and being able to say that and I think that that's that's a true testament of, you know, a lot of guys will try and go on and you listen to any other entrepreneurial style podcast or even a show or something like that. They're, oh, yeah, you know, it was just gravy the whole way. I'm so smart. Da, 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 da. I thought it was just awesome that, I mean, you were talking about how people came to your restaurant and were like, hey, look, you have to pay sales tax. You know, oh, yeah, the was IRS like, walked in here one day. Because I didn't send them my, what was it, 941s or your payroll taxes. I didn't pay payroll tax for a while. I was so stupid. I didn't know any, I would say stupid, ignorant to the fact of how to run a business. Right. Uh, I didn't really know a lot about that uh, and just got, didn't have the money. Said, oh, we'll pay it next time. Yeah, we'll pay it next time. And same way with sales tax a few times. We almost got shut down for that. I've made every mistake in the book and survived. But see, then on the flip side of it, it, we can't go an episode of this podcast without somebody referencing y'all as we went to y'all for this. Or, you know, we, we've, we've talked to Russell about this. You know, so it, it's interesting that you went through that. And then on the flip side, you're, you're the source of a lot of knowledge and the general and you know like every barbecue event everybody's like ah oh, he's here you know like and they're probably chewing your ear off I've for made mistakes <laughs> and learned from it there are people who make that mistake and never learn but we were like this is bullshit this sucks we're broke you know let's figure out how to how to how to fix it and do it right and a lot of it was me she she's tight She's not the spender of the family. I love to buy shit. I really do. Uh, but Misty, Misty's one of these people who will walk around a store with a shirt for about four hours. And Have you met my together. wife? You know my wife personally. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't want to buy that. I don't want to spend it, money. It's so. you know it it. it People come to him for advice when they're, you know, what what advice do you have for me? I'm, you know, open up my own place or, you know, I'm thinking about getting a food trailer. What's the one piece of advice? And Russell always says, pay your sales tax, pay your payroll taxes. That's it. You can oh, <laughs> get a payroll company. Yeah, get a payroll company. Right. And, they all, all and, and it's done. funny right. to look at them. They're like, well, that's the really? Business. And Russell's like, if you can cook. That's great, but that's he always told me that's twenty five percent of the business. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. other side of the business financially that if you don't know can make or break your business. Sure. Yeah, the, the the food typically doesn't put businesses under. Uh, sales tax and payroll taxes are the number one and two, I think, thing that that make businesses fail yeah. by right. not doing that. But I tell people. Shit, we've had a car repossessed. Yep. We've had our house was almost foreclosed on, I think, four times. Yes. Uh, I've had every bill you can think of, every utility switched off, probably even a few that <laughs> I didn't have, didn't even know I had switched <laughs> off uh, at the house. 
we always everything stayed on here. Yeah. We never got uh, anything cut off here. Yeah, the house suffered. Before the house, no, the house suffered a lot. Yeah. Man, see I mean, that you, you, you laugh now, but I, I, because I mean, there's were. a number. I mean, Actually, I was the only one laughing. They were was, like, well, "Why are you laughing?" No, we were laughing too. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you, you talk about it now, but I, 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 you know, this is the cost of goods told. I mean, there's, there's another cost, you know, to, to having that happen, and oh, there's yeah. a feeling, and there's, there's. You know, tears and stuff that happen. And I, oh, definitely. Know. Hell, it. Uh, we almost divorced it, 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 over it. It, 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 it was a part we <laughs> split yeah. up. Yeah, we did. Uh, over, you know, stress of, of yeah. the restaurant had a lot to do with it. And then having two small kids, too. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah. But it, uh, it it worked itself out. You know, so, it, uh, what I heard in the beginning, though, Russell was like, you know, hey, hey, you want to move? We want to move to Houston? Like, you knew how to work hard. Right. There was no question oh, about so, about no. your ability to work. You just didn't know the ins and outs of the restaurant exactly. business. Exactly. I didn't know the business side of it. And right. I think there's a lot of naivety around anyone who who says, "Hey, someone told me I should open a restaurant." So it's super easy, right? They go out and borrow five hundred thousand dollars, they get some investors, and six months later they're shut down because yeah. they don't they know what it means to be in the business. Right? right. That's right. So before we, we'll see. I was pregnant with Drake. And he was still finishing up in his, his associate's degree. And then I had Drake. But before that, he was working two jobs, one full-time, one part-time, and going to school full-time. Mm. When, and we ate CeCe's pizza yes, a lot. Yes, we did. <laughs> we were friends with the manager, so he Even would, better. We would trade barbecue oh, yeah. for pizza. Barbecue you know? for CeCe's. We ate and CeCe's a lot. So he... Uh, and it was good back then. <laughs> back then, he's there. Yeah, I remember when CC like was good. Right after Drake was born, um, I worked. I worked um, in the medical field. I worked for doctors, and so my schedule was seven thirty to four thirty, and his schedule, being in the restaurant, it was later. And then, so he would take Drake to his mom's house. She would keep Drake, and right. then he would go to work or to school, and then I would. After I got up, got off work, I'd go pick Drake up. And but there was a time when we didn't have a babysitter. Hmm. My parents were both at work. His mom was sleeping. She was a charge. I think she was char- sick. She was sick. Yeah, that's what it was. Because she was a, a charge uh, charge nurse um, at night. Okay. And then uh, he had to go to algebra class. Yeah. It was algebra class, right? I, I don't remember what it was, class it was. It was but a, I think it was I algebra class. I walked in class. there with a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, we didn't have a babysitter, <laughs> oh, so he had to take Drake to class. Thing? What's that thing called that you carry? The baby carrier. Yeah, the baby carrier. <laughs> the car seat. The, the car, car seat. seat. Yeah, the car yeah, seat. The car I, seat. Walked into, I walked into college with a car seat, and I was like, I'm sorry. I don't have anybody to watch you. That's awesome, though. You know? Hell yeah. Like, that's but, not quitting right but, there. But, yeah, that's the thing. That's that's that, that fortitude and that, that no-quit attitude that it's like, I'm still going to get shit done. A pun- I, I can't tell you the number of kids that don't show up to class because their cell phone battery died or something or, right. you know, some <laughs> BS excuse that I'm like. He's never been scared of work. That's Never. what I'm saying. I'm you know how to work hard. He is now. <laughs> <laughs> it is only, no, but still now. I mean, you know, we're down. I mean, just like now, we we, we lost a guy, mm-hmm. and so now on Monday and Tuesday, he's open and close. 
and, and he does it. Yeah, and then does a podcast afterwards. Well, he tried know? to and run us out at four. He's like, I'm out of here. And, <laughs> and, he has to, and he knows he has to do it. Well, I worked the block at lunch today for the first time, and I don't know when. Oh my god, I walk in. He's <laughs> not only working the block; he's also fixing the Rubens too. Oh, so he's shit. going. We have two blocks on Mondays: the yeah. Ruben guy and then the block guy for yeah. you know the standard yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah, right. Well. Right now, it's a Russell on both. Well, on Monday and Tuesdays. <laughs> so you're doing cooking and running two blocks. So we should we should blast out. Come in tomorrow, Tuesday, <laughs> and I mean just no. Wait till Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Cubans is. Oh, I'll be on Cubans, Cubans tomorrow. Be I'll That's be making easy. the. Cubans. Come in to Regals and see the new model on the meat yeah, block. Say, <laughs> on the block. It is what it is. I mean, it beats the hell out of sitting in a freaking cubicle you know or like and i enjoy it i mean that's the first time i've worked lunch in a while yeah. and i i you know well back when we well then you said you said well something about helping you i said no just stay out of my way well yeah i was break. like what can i do can <laughs> yeah. i get this can i get that he goes you're gonna mess with my flu just he's he was already in a rhythm yeah. and he was like if i if you help me yeah it's gonna slow things up so i was like okay you got it but i think back that in but when we changed our name when you said that, we changed it December of 2014. We left the franchise and became Ragles and man, I thought we messed up. So this, this, so in 2000, somewhere, let's say th 2013, you probably started thinking about, what's, uh, what was the process? Well, why'd you, why'd you no, want to leave no, Baker? This was not 2013, it was early 2014. We- uh, No, it had been about two years our no. franchise was up. Well, it was up, but we Our franchise agreement had been we was, for We were still years. broke. Okay. Okay. We owed them franchise fees, <laughs> franchise fees. And we uh, bagged our way into the Houston Barbecue Festival okay. in 2014. Like he emailed, he like sent Chris Reed messages and, and was like, how uh, can we be a part of this? And he was like, well, I, it's full this year. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold that thought, right? We're going to take a quick break. Now we're going to jump into how you guys went out and solicited Chris Reed and then the, the new process of moving into Regal's Barbecue from Baker's Ribs. We'll be right back. Stick around. The Cost of Goods Told podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Criswell Culinary aims to create a new standard of unique, affordable hot sauces that satisfies the more developed cravings of today. Bernie Brand Texas-style hot sauce is a boldly layered sauce with density and personality to proudly represent Texas. Go to BernieBrand.com to find a retailer near you. That's Bernie, B-O-E-R-N-E, Brand.com. Zero Point Organics grows and supplies microgreens for over 30 major restaurants in the Houston area. Consistently perfect quality in flavor and appearance, their microgreens will be the best you or your customers have ever had every single time. Go to Zero, Z-E-R-O-PointOrganics.com. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is committed to providing you with the best quality meat delivered right to your door. Offering certified Angus beef, grass-fed beef, Wagyu, and many more premium options, nobody beats Duke's Meats. Make sure to check out all that Duke has to offer at dukespremiummeats.com. Only three. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We'll just roll. Three years. So y'all were married three years when it was ribs. Um, Baker's, Baker's, Baker's ribs. ribs. Baker's ribs. Pink build, building. So, pink, and you had, you had one or two. Red. Oh, red. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so we had two. No, we had no. one when we first moved down here. Yeah, we had Drake. He was 13 months old. 13 months. And we moved Brand down. new restaurant, three years into marriage. No, and two years into marriage. We got married in November of 98 and moved down here in July of 2001. How long that is, no. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all didn't. It's new. Yeah, right. what it is. No, but it's, it's all new. new you yeah. know, and so I mean, you're. I mean, my wife and I, we're still. I mean, we got a little two-year-old, and we're still learning how to. I mean, I, I told Darren, and I'm not afraid to talk about this on the podcast or whatnot, but I went into maintenance mode as like you know, husband and father. I forgot to like literally date my wife. You know, like take her out to something nice or whatnot. You know, and I just had to get a swift kick in the ass. I can't imagine on top of that having a business that we're both invested in. So we, you know. <laughs> Drake was 13 months when we moved down here in July of 2001. Mm-hmm. And then our daughter was born in August, August of 2002. 2002. We didn't know anybody. We didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, let's have a second kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you're alone with each other, well, hey, hey, it's like saying, hey, you hungry? Oh, yeah, you so, want to have sex? So yeah, okay. <laughs> we had a baby August 2002. We're still... He's still managing Baker's Reds. I'm working at the front. We hadn't bought it yet. Okay, so you worked here too. Oh, yeah. As soon as we moved down here. Yeah, she quit and, her job. And yeah, as soon as all we in. moved down here, I was Hell, taking... you worked until, what, two weeks before Tori was born, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And um, had Tori, did my six-week maternity leave, and then came back to work. Threw her butt in the daycare. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and then... And October, October, end of October of 2002, we bought a house uh, where we live now, still mm-hmm. in the same house. Bought it strategically, I guess, because if this didn't work, we needed to be able to pay for our house. Okay. Well, yeah, we knew that we, we were like, okay, let's, let's buy a little house with a small house payment because yeah. if this restaurant fails, we can both go get jobs. Yeah. And still be able to afford the house. Because when we moved sure. down here, we, we, when we were in Longview, we bought the house from his mom that he grew up in. Okay. Because she paid off her house in, what, two weeks? Two, three Shit, weeks? Shit, maybe like two or three days. Bought a lake <laughs> house. And then I'm pregnant with Drake, and he's like, well, we'll just buy your house. And his mom said, well, you need, I'm at work when all this happens. And he was like... She said, you need to call your wife and make sure this, you need to call Mr. make sure this is okay. So he calls me and he said, hey, we're buying a house. And I was like, yeah, I know. We've already picked one out. We picked one out in town and I thought we were going to put an offer on it. He was like, no, 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 no. Mom bought a lake house. We're going to buy her house. That's okay, right? And I was like, well, I guess. (laughs) And he was like, okay. So he literally hangs up and calls his mom. So we had a house in Longview. When we moved down here. When you moved down here. When we moved down here and... His mom wanted us to keep the house. Well, we're like, we can't afford to right. keep two houses, that yeah. house and an apartment in right. Houston on Westheimer. Right. <laughs> well, before that, we, we went through the Bank of Mary Ragles. Yeah, to buy she financed. Well, okay. she'd already paid it off, and she was like, no, I'll just finance y'all. Right. Okay. And, so it wasn't going to get repaid. And she said, I'm going to keep pay the insurance on the house and keep the house for a year. Because if this didn't work out, she wanted us to have a place to come back. Sure. I understand. That's, well, then that's after nice. after a year, she was like, well, I guess obviously it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So we sold that house. We split the money so we could have a down payment mm-hmm. on our house. And um, 
we've been in that house ever since, I guess. But we bought that house in October 2002, and then we bought the restaurant. The restaurant in January of 2003. So, house restaurant. Well, there's no way <laughs> that we could have bought a house if and we were self-employed. Of course, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. With you know, right then we needed a house of course. before we bought the restaurant. Of course. Right. So, and we wanted a small house payment and something affordable just in case. And that's, right. that's the place you call home now, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. worked out great there. for several reasons, right? Yeah. It's your home, number one. Right. And number two, it's where you've been all along. So it's a, it's, it's a place it's to way, go every day. the hell out in Bear Creek. <laughs> but it doesn't bother us. It could be worse. It could be in Katy or it could be in Sealy or it could be in Brookshire. That's true. Right? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we could have bought, uh, you know, as much as they approved us we could have bought the top dollar house and you know totally been screwed up so now you get down here and you've got lots of balls to juggle right mm-hmm. while you're here but then you decide all right we're doing we're doing well i kind of want to have a place i'm assuming in my own name right i want to get away from baker's ribs how how's that process start like what were you thinking about well i guess our our contract had been up for two years and we were back and forth do we do we resign up or they didn't eight, ask eight. us to re up. I was going to say they weren't on it. And they we weren't. didn't ask for a new contract. Okay. And All we right. were just kind of, for two years, kind of in limbo, just kind of like, let's not rock the boat. But still under the Baker's Ribs yeah, name. Yes. Okay. Yeah, now th- just kind of figure out what we want to do. But I guess it never really kind of entered our mind to go out on our own until you saw the Houston Barbecue Festival. Yeah, when we, when we went to the... The, it would have been the second Houston Barbecue right. Festival. We, we read went about down it. there. Did we see it on social media at the time, or did we? The first year, uh, I contacted them, I believe, and they said we're full. Yeah, they said we're full. We know <laughs> we know who you are, but Chris came and Chris he, Reed. Yeah, and he ate, and he didn't. He didn't like it. Said we it. sucked. He didn't like it. Okay. And I wouldn't say so. No, he said, said that he did not like it. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so the next year, um, he had already even before anything, he had already started kind of messing around. No, not not before we did the festival. No, because I I had never been uh, really to any other barbecue places because this is just the way you do barbecue. Why should I go eat it anywhere sure, else? Right. Sure. So when we got into the the Houston barbecue, they festival, let us the in the next year. year. They're like, okay, like the, we'll give you know, the sympathy vote or something. <laughs> and so we got in and we 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 went around and started eating, you know, everybody else's barbecue, and and they were doing so much different things and different, you know, just different from what we are. And we just, I think it just kind of went whoa. Do you, do you remember like anybody in particular who did something where you were just like? Holy shit! Like this is this is a light bulb going off moment, or was it just kind of the experience? It was the Gatlands. Was it? Yeah, it was the Gatlands. I don't remember. It was the Gatlands. You were like, I went and ate the Gatlands. They're totally different, and and um, God, I can't remember. I wish I could see that lineup, but he, he went cool. to all these different places, and he was like, they have seasoning on their brisket. Hmm. Well, and, I, I, and, I do remember saying. Our sucks compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> because I you had done that. Um, and I think that was yeah. the year that that actually you met Greg, and he was like, "Hey man, can I have some? I need some space on your pit." 
and it was our first year there and you letting you were like yeah come on man you, you know i've got plenty of space on my pit like, uh <laughs> i remember that that year um right before the festival though there's a customer who still eats here today and he came in he goes hey man they have this thing out at Texas A&M called Camp Brisket that I went to. And that was the first one. Okay. And uh, he said, those guys are going to be at the festival. Not saying your stuff's not good, but you really need to talk to these guys. <laughs> and so when Dr. Sable and uh, Dr. Griffin and Ray Riley and all the students came around, you know, I, I met them. Sure. And, and Russell was looking for them. I, I was he looking was. For them. I was he like, was like, these people are going to be this. here. He was like, I need to talk to these people. I need to make sure I have FaceTime with these people. Yeah. And and he did. He was like. So, yeah. Here, hearing Sable tell it is <laughs> sort of like, hey, I'm coming to barbecue camp. <laughs> and yeah. then Russell even told me later, he was like, I'm getting into that camp somehow, some way. Some way. And he literally emailed Dr. Sable every week. Hey, I, you know, it was great to meet you. What can I do? It wouldn't. How can I get into the camp? How can I come help? Right. How can I? How can I be a part of this? How can I help? I'll do whatever. I'll. You know. I'll take out the trash. Yeah. Whatever. Just how let me come. Can I be a let part me come. Of this. And you know, Doctor Sable was. You know, Jeff was like, yeah, it's full. You know, this <laughs> and that, and gave us the whole spill. But every week, Russell was like, "Has anybody canceled? Has anybody?" And I think finally, Jeff was like, "You know what? Just." Just you know, let him on, show. Let me he said, "We'll find you something to do." <laughs> uh, but uh, when I know when we went to, so the the festival's in April, right? Yeah. The camp's in like June. Second week of June. We uh, I go to the camp and I, my mind's just blown at that point. I'm He's like, sending Whoa, me text messages. There's a whole different way to do the. He's this calling thing. me. He was like, "Okay, I just learned about a thermopen." I, I and he, Davey talked about the thermopen. I've about never heard of resting a brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off the pit and rest it and wrap well, it. And pull the bark and the and the fat off of it and cut it because right. nobody eats the fat. <laughs> <laughs> you because y'all y'all were saying. Bodacious and then Baker's Ribs was a spinoff, so they're very similar processes. Very similar. And very so, similar. like, if you just know it one way, right? You know, I mean, that's just what you were doing. Yeah, tunnel for vision. It's almost like tunnel, yeah, almost tunnel, tunnel vision. Right. Yeah. All I had done from when I got here in 2001 until 2014. Right. Uh, that's that's all I had was done. that way. Right. That 13 way. years of it the same way, and it's not like. It's not like if you went from Truth to Corkscrew to right. you know uh, Harlem Road or something like that, where it's completely different styles, completely different smokes, completely different you know pits and, and so forth. You were you were trained that way, right. you know. So yeah, we, that's crazy. Yeah, he came home after that camp. Man, we he flipped said, this some bitch he upside said, down. Yeah, he, he said, okay, we're gonna redo everything, but I'm gonna start with brisket first. Mm -hmm. And he started with brisket and. He just re he was like, okay, we tried different seasonings, and but he also said, let's get in the car and go drive. We went to the lock car. Then we did the Austin tour, mm -hmm. and I can't remember where else we went. We went. I think he did some in Dallas. When was this? What year was that? You think that this was still in 2014? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Summer after. Right. Yeah. He was like, "Let's go. Let's go. Let's go eat barbecue." And it's something we've never. I mean, we eat barbecue. Yeah. Seven days a week, but we've never experienced. Never had experienced um, barbecue outside of ours. Sure. So he was like, "Let's go eat barbecue." So mm -hmm. we went yeah. and ate barbecue. Everything 
that led up to that happened in about six months. So the the barbecue festival was in April. Yep. Then uh, barbecue summer camp was in June, and from June to December we just I mean engulfed ourselves in it. Whatever we could do, learn, learn, learn. Yeah. We would go uh, drive around and eat. Uh, Watch videos on YouTube. We uh, you called. I know you called uh, Doctor Sable and Davey and, yeah, and Ray. Called those guys, lot. asking them questions. Oh, and, oh, and then that uh, that fall um, at A and M, they have a freshman barbecue class. It's called Barbecue One Hundred and One. Yeah, and it's specifically for freshmen in the fall semester. And so he was there every Friday. <laughs> they they still laugh to this day that that I first was there year more he, than a lot of the students. <laughs> <laughs> but I on, think I missed one or two classes. It's on Fridays from four to six. Oh yeah, they they're do gone. Different meets yeah. every week, um, and then and they get fed a meal. Sure. And he was there. We got so much information just sitting in those classes, and then. You know that we did the lamp pops, uh, yeah, our lamp pops because really? of that class and different our collard greens that Miss Jackie had them in the class one day as a side, and I was like, well, why don't we do collard greens? So, and, you know, just different different things. You know that we have learned so much from that. So who who do you who do you give credit to, no. or who do you blame, right, for getting you outside of that baker's rib bodacious bubble? That opened your eyes and opened up your hearts and ideas to we can do something different. Who do you? Who well, do you, I, I I can tell you exactly who I blame. Chris Reed. <laughs> okay. All right. Because Chris Reed. Shout out to Chris Reed. Hanging on that wall right back there that says "Back to Barbecue School" and it's got my picture on it. And he, <laughs> he wrote about it. Well, the guys in Dallas saw it and they did not like it at all. Wow. They, they said it made us look like we don't know what we're doing. And uh, and I said, well, you know. I'm I didn't write the article. I, yeah. I didn't write it. I don't feel that way. And they said, well, that's the way we see it. And so and that's, what that, that's when the shit started hitting the fan right there. Uh, and we started really looking, going, this isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. We want out. How do we do it? Because so, you didn't have a contract. Well, our contract, our contract was up, up, but yeah, we were right. about $50,000 in the hold of those guys. Okay, all right. Uh, through back franchise fees sure. and all that, because like I said, we was broke. So y'all weren't paying over the two years. It expired, no one renewed. You weren't paying we royalties. Were, we didn't have the money to pay because oh, okay. our sales were shit. Okay, all right. Uh, well, that's when a lot of the barbecue places uh, started popping up around us. Is that right? We used to be the only people... It Here. was us and Good Company and Luling. Yeah, and then, you know, <laughs> other places started popping up and our sales went. So, well, because we sucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looking back at it, that's why our sales stopped, because we yeah. sucked. But even <laughs> even if you have that mentality, changing it up is such a huge risk oh. as well. well it's, it's a huge you know? risk because you have your people who ate here forever and they're going, well, how come it's this way? Yeah. I can tell you right now, if I have a 75-year-old lady come in here and I try to give her fatty brisket, she's going to come across that counter and whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, them people from that uh, yeah. generation, yeah. you better give them lean brisket and half the time you better trim the fat and the bark off of yeah. it because that's the way it was. Yeah, because, I mean, that's it was 13 years did. that way. I mean, you're talking a whole decade. A kid right. could have started yeah, at two years old and the, been 15 on your barbecue. Yeah, and when they come in the restaurant, we'll... 
we still do that. I, for I did it today. Yeah. I trimmed the as if much that's as it what they want, me. That's what we'll give them because they they've been eating hair so long. Sure. They're like, this is how I want it. I want it. An yes, extra now. lean. But we uh that that was in October when when Chris wrote that article and shit started hitting the fan. Well, a few weeks after that I uh I called the franchise owner and was asking him a question. He goes, Why don't you go ask your buddy Aaron Franklin? Oh boy. And I said, What are you talking about? Well they wrote that article and you know that me and him just got into it. Did it Chris, because, Chris must have mentioned Aaron Franklin or something. Yeah, or, well, okay. Aaron and Aaron was at the at the barbecue camp. Okay, okay, uh, I got you. We were wanting them so, to evolve. We're like, yeah, hey, we there is like a them. whole sure. new you, way. Yeah, out you're excited. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't they, about us. It was all at that time. Uh, it, you know, it was like let's help the franchise. Sure. Until this point, and then it's like you know we need to get out. Yeah. And then so, we started making a list of. Okay, what do we, let's get our ducks in a row. What do yeah, we need to do? I yeah. cussed him, he cussed me. Um, uh, <laughs> finally. And didn't talk for like six weeks. Six weeks, yeah, hung up. Six weeks we had here, and we got everything in a row. I lawyered up. Uh, now, I'm poor, so uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I could not afford a lawyer. So you I mean, you hired the I, lawyer I was with so a two dime suit and a. Afford a public defender. Right then. Uh, so I we can laugh this, now. We uh, can laugh now. I call this customer that's been eating in here, and I said, um, Mike, I need some help. You know, and he told me I, I knew he did very well because he lives right over there somewhere. Yeah. And uh, he said, Russell, if I told you my hourly rate, you would gag. <laughs> And I said, okay. And he goes, what do you got? And I told him, I said, it's like 12 pages. He said, give me 300 bucks and I'll read it over and, and help, you, help you out. And I yeah. said, I'll bring you $100 bills. <laughs> so that was like 10 minutes of his time. You know, right, like if he right. was to give you the rate, that would have been like 10 So <laughs> I, uh, wow. I go down, I, I get it to him. He goes, I got a big case I'm working on. Give me till like the end of next week. Yeah. Well, nothing. I'm not going to call him and bug him because, you know, I'm broke and he's doing this for really cheap. And so him and his wife come in here one day and he sees me and he goes, oh, shit, I forgot. He said, I've got it on my desk. He said, be down at my office tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, so we go in there and he has it highlighted and he said, okay, here's here's the plan. Uh, and... You know, at this point, I, I told Misty, I said, we're going to get sued, we're going to lose, but we'll figure something out. hate to leave you all on a little bit of a cliffhanger there, but we are going to call that part one. Part two will be released sometime in the near future. We will uh, keep you all posted so that you all know when part two of our conversation with Regal's Barbecue is released. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cost of Goods Told podcast. Like and subscribe. Five stars, five stars. Thank you all. The Cost of Goods Told podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Zero Point Organics grows and supplies microgreens for over 30 major restaurants in the Houston area. Consistently perfect quality in flavor and appearance, their microgreens will be the best you or your customers have ever had every single time. Go to zero, Z-E-R-O, dash pointorganics.com. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is committed to providing you with the best quality meat delivered right to your door. Offering certified Angus beef, grass-fed beef, Wagyu, and many more premium options, nobody beats Duke's Meats. 
Make sure to check out all that Duke has to offer at dukespremiummeats.com. Chriswell Culinary aims to create a new standard of unique, affordable hot sauces that satisfies the more developed cravings of today. Bernie Brand Texas-style hot sauce is a boldly layered sauce with density and personality to proudly represent Texas. Go to berniebrand.com to find a retailer near you. That's Bernie, B-O-E-R-N-E, brand.com.